Chapter Two, Part Two of The Lives and Opinions of Eminent Philosophers, Book Six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Lives and Opinions of Eminent Philosophers, Book Six, by Diogenes Laertius, translated by Charles Duke Young. Chapter Two, Part Two. Life of Diogenes. He was greatly beloved by the Athenians. Accordingly, when a youth had broken his cask, they beat him, and gave Diogenes another. And Dionysus, the Stoic, says that after the battle of Cronia, he was taken a prisoner and brought to Philip, and being asked who he was, replied, "A spy." to spy upon your insatiability and philip marvelled at him and let him go once when alexander had sent a letter to athens to antipater by the hands of a man named athelias he being present said athelias from athelius by means of athelias to athelius footnote this is a pun upon the similarity of athelias's name to the greek adjective Athelios, which signifies miserable end of footnote when perdiccas threatened that he would put him to death if he did not come to him he replied that is nothing strange for a scorpion or a tarantula could do as much you had better threaten me that if i kept away you should be very happy he used constantly to repeat with emphasis that an easy life had been given to man by the gods but that it had been overlaid by their seeking for honey cheesecakes and anjuans and things of that sort on which account he said to a man who had his shoes put on by his servant you are not thoroughly happy unless he also wipes your nose for you and he will do this if you are crippled in your hands on one occasion when he had seen the hieronymonas footnote the hieronymonas were sacred secretaries or recorders sent by amphitionic state to the council along with their pelagoras the actual deputy or minister end of footnote leading off one of the stewards who had stolen a goblet he said the great thieves are carrying off the little thief at another time seeing a young man throwing stone at a cross he said well done you will be sure to reach the mark once too some boys got round him and said we are taking care that you do not bite us but he said be of good cheer my boys a dog does not eat beef he saw a man giving himself airs because he was clad in a lion's skin and said to him do not go on disgracing the garb of nature when people were speaking of the happiness of calisthenes and saying that splendid treatment he received from alexander he replied the man then is wretched for he is forced to break fast and dine whenever alexander chooses when he was in want of money he said that he reclaimed it from his friends and did not beg for it on one occasion he was working with his hands in the market-place and said i wish i could rub my stomach in the same way and so avoid hunger when he saw a young man going with some satraps to supper he dragged him away and led him off to his relations 
and bade them take care of him he was once addressed by a youth beautifully adorned who asked him some question and he refused to give him any answer till he satisfied him whether he was a man or a woman and on one occasion when a youth was playing the cotabus in the bath he said to him the better you do it the worse you do it once at a banquet some of the guests threw him bones as if he had been a dog so he as he went away put his leg against them as if he had been a dog in reality he used to call the orators and all those who speak for fame thrisanthropy thrice men instead of thrisatlio thrice miserable he said that rich but ignorant men was like a sheep with a golden fleece when he saw a notice on the house of a profligate man to be sold i knew said he that you who are so incessantly drunk would soon vomit up your owner to a young man who was complaining of the number of people who sought his acquaintance he said do not make such a parade of your vanity having been in a very dirty bath he said i wonder where the people who bathe here clean themselves when all the company was blaming an indifferent harp player he alone praised him and being asked why he did so he said because though he is such as he is he plays the harp and does not steal when saluted a harp player who was always left alone by his hearers with good morning cock and when the man asked him why so he said because you when you sing make everyone get up when a young man was one day making a display of himself he having filled the bosom of his robe with lupins began to eat them and when the multitude looked at him he said that he marvelled at their leaving the young man to look at him and when a man who was very superstitious said to him with one blow i will break your head and i he replied with one sneeze will make you tremble when hegesias entreated him to lend him one of his books he said you are a silly fellow hegesias for you will not take painted figs but real ones and yet you overlook the genuine practice of virtue and seek for what is merely written a man once reproached him with his banishment and his answer was you wretched man that is what made me a philosopher and when on another occasion someone said to him the people of sinope condemned you to banishment he replied and i condemned them to remain where they were once he saw a man who had been a victor at the olympic games feeding nemunta sheep and he said to him you have soon come across my friend from the olympic games to nemean when when he was asked why athletes are insensible to pain he said because they are built up of pork and beef he once asked for a statue and being questioned as to his reason for doing so he replied i am practicing disappointment once he was begging of some one for he did this at first out of actual want he said if you have given to anyone else give also to me and if you have never given to anyone then begin with me on one occasion he was asked by the tyrant what sort of brass was the best for a statue and he replied 
that of which the statues of harmodius and aristogiton are made when he was asked how dionysus treats his friends he said like bags those which are full he hangs up and those which are empty he throws away a man who was lately married put an inscription on his house hercules callinicus the son of jupiter lives here let no evil enter and so diogenes wrote in addition an alliance is made after the war is over he used to say that covetousness was the metropolis of all evils seeing on one occasion a profligate man in an inn eating olives he said if you had dined thus you would not have supped thus one of his apothegms was that the good men were the images of the gods another that love was the business of those who had nothing to do when he was asked what was miserable in life he answered an indignant old man and when the question was put to him what beast inflicts the worst bite he said of wild beasts the sycophant and of tame animals the flatterer on one occasion he saw two centaurs very badly painted he said which of the two is the worst footnote there is a pun here chiron is the word used for worse chiron was also the most celebrated of the centaurs the tutor of achilles End of footnote. he used to say that a speech the object of which was solely to please was a honeyed halter he called the belly the charvades of life having heard once that didymon the adulterer had been caught in the fact he said he deserves to be hung by his name footnote there is a pun intended here as diogenes proposed didymus a fate somewhat similar to that of the beaver cupiens evedere damno testiclorum End of footnote. when the question was put to him why gold is of a pale colour he said because it has so many people plotting against it when he saw a woman in a litter he said the cage is not suited to the animal and seeing a runaway slave sitting on a well he said my boy take care you do not fall in another time he saw a little boy who was a stealer of clothes from the baths and said are you going for the unguents ep or for the garments ep seeing some women hanging on olive trees he said i wish every tree bore similar fruit at another time he saw a clothes stealer and addressed him thus what moves thee say when sleep has closed the sight to roam the silent fields in dead of night art thou some wretch by hopes of plunder led through heaps of carnage to despoil the dead footnote this is taken from homer pope's version four hundred and fifty five end of footnote when he was asked whether he had any girl or boy to wait on him he said no and his questioner asked further if then you die who will bury you he replied whoever wants my house seeing a handsome youth sleeping without any protection he nudged him and said wake up mixed with the vulgar shall thy fate be found pierced in the back a vile dishonest wound footnote 
This is also from Homer. Pope's version, 120. End of footnote. And he addressed a man who was buying delicacies at a great expense. Not long, my son, will you on earth remain, if such your dealings. Footnote. This is a parody on Homer, where the line ends, Ol Agorinis, if such is your language, which Diogenes here changes to, Ol Agorizius, if you buy such things. End of footnote. When Plato was discoursing about his ideas and using the nouns tableness and cupness, I, O oh Plato, interrupted Diogenes, see a table and a cup, but I see no tableness or cupness. Plato made answer, This is natural enough, for you have eyes by which a cup and a table are contemplated, but you have not intellect by which tableness and cupness are seen. On one occasion he was asked by a certain person, What sort of a man, O Diogenes, do you think of Socrates? And he said, A madman. Another time the question was put to him, When a man ought to marry? And his reply was, Young men ought not to marry yet, and old men never ought to marry at all. When asked what he would take to let a man give him a blow on the head, he replied, a helmet. Seeing a youth smartening himself up very carefully, he said to him, If you are doing that for men, you are miserable, and if for women, you are profligate. Once he saw a youth blushing, and addressed him, Courage, my boy, that is the complexion of virtue. Having once listened to two lawyers, he condemned them both, saying, that the one had stolen the thing in question, and the other had not lost it, when asked what wine he liked to drink, he said, that which belongs to another. A man said to him one day, many people laugh at you, but I, he replied, am not laughed down. When a man said to him, that it was a bad thing to live, not to live, said he, but to live badly, when some people were advising him to make search for a slave who had run away, he said, It would be a very absurd thing for Manus to be able to live without Diogenes, but for Diogenes not to be able to live without Manus. When he was dining on olives, a cheesecake was brought in, on which he threw the olive away, saying, Keep well aloof, O stranger, from all tyrants. Footnote. This is a line of Phoenicia of Euripides, verse 40, end of footnote, and presently he had it, he drove the olives off, Mastisef the aleph, footnote, the pun here is on the similarity of the noun, aleph, an olive, to the verb, aleph, to drive, the words, Mastisef the aleph, are of frequent occurrence in Homer, end of footnote, when he was asked, what sort of a dog he was, he replied, When hungry, I am a dog of Melita, when satisfied, a Molossian, a sort which most of those who praise do not like to take out hunting with them, because of the labour of keeping up with them, and in like manner you cannot associate with me, from fear of pain I give you. The question was put to him, whether wise men ate cheesecakes, and he replied, 
they ate everything just as the rest of mankind when asked why people give to beggars and not to philosophers he said because they think it possible that they themselves may become lame and blind but they do not expect ever to turn out philosophers he once begged of a covetous man and as he was slow to give he said man i am asking you for something to maintain me i strophen and not bury me i staffen when someone reproached him for having tampered with coinage he said there was a time when i was such a person as you are now but there never was when you were such as i am now and never will be and to another person who reproached him on the same grounds he said there were times when i did what i did not wish to do but that is not the case now when he went to mindus he saw some very large gates but the city was a small one and so he said ho oh, men of mindus shut your gates lest your city should steal out on one occasion he saw a man who had been detected stealing purple and he said a purple death and mighty fate overtook him footnote this line occurs in homer end of footnote when craterus entreated him to come and visit him he said i would rather lick up salt at athens than enjoy a luxurious table with craterus on one occasion he met anaximenes the orator who was a fat man and thus accosted him pray give us who are poor some of your belly for by doing so you will be relieved yourself and you will assist us and once when he was discussing some point diogenes held up a piece of salt fish and drew off the attention of his hearers and as anaximenes was indignant at this he said see one penny worth of salt fish has put an end to the lecture of anaximenes being once reproached for eating in the market place he made answer i did for it was in the market place that i was hungry some authors also attribute the following repartee to him plato saw him washing vegetables and so coming up to him he quietly accosted him thus if you had paid court to dionysus you would not have been washing vegetables and he replied with equal quietness if you had washed vegetables you would never have paid court to dionysus when a man said to him most people laugh at you and very likely he replied the asses laugh at them but they do not regard the asses neither do i regard them once he saw a youth studying philosophy and said to him well then inasmuch as you are leading those who admire your person to contemplate the beauty of your mind a certain person was admiring the offerings in the temple of samothras footnote the samothracian gods were gods of the sea and it was customary for those who had been saved from shipwreck to make them an offering of some part of what they had saved and of their hair if they had saved nothing but their lives end of footnote and he said to him they would have been much more numerous if those who were lost had offered them instead of those who were saved but some attribute this speech to diogoras the thelian once he saw a handsome youth going to a banquet and said to him you will come back worse chiron and when he the next day after the banquet said to him 
I have left the banquet and was no worse for it. He replied, You were not Chiron, but Irishion. Footnote Irishion was another of the centaurs who was killed by Hercules. End of footnote. He was begging once of a very ill tempered man, and as he said to him, If you can persuade me, I will give you something, he replied, If I could persuade you, I would beg you to hang yourself. He was on one occasion returning from Lacedaemon to Athens, and when someone asked him, Whither are you going, and whence do you come? he said, I am going from the men's apartments to the women's. Another time he was returning from the Olympic Games, and when someone asked him whether there had been great multitude there, he said, A great multitude, but very few men. He used to say that debauched men resembled figs growing on a precipice, the fruit of which is not tasted by men, but devoured by crows and vultures. When Freen was dedicated a golden statue of Venus at Delphi, he wrote upon it, from the profligacy of the Greeks. Once Alexander the Great came and stood by him, and said, I am Alexander the Great King, and I, said he, am Diogenes the dog. And when he was asked to what actions of his it was owing that he was called a dog, he said, Because I fawn upon those who give me anything, and bark at those who give me nothing, and bite the rogues. On one occasion he was gathering some of the fruit of a fig tree, and, when the man who was guarding it told him, a man hung himself on this tree the other day, I then, said he, will now purify it. Once he saw a man, who had been a conqueror at the Olympic Games, looking very often at a courtesan. Look, said he, at that warlike ram, who is taken prisoner by the first girl he meets. One of his sayings was that good-looking courtesans were like poisoned mead. End of chapter 2, part 2 Read by Lambda